Hello, fellow safety and health professional. Welcome to another podcast and a series of podcasts based on an article in the Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. Scientists haven't found it yet, but I'm sure they will one day. A complainer gene, I sometimes call it the griper gene. It's an elusive gene because unlike most normal genes, the complainer gene doesn't like where and what it is. Therefore, it's always moving around and changing its shape. People with the complainer gene are easy to identify, especially at meetings. Their modus operandi is to continually gripe about one thing after another until everyone in the room is thoroughly aggravated upset. Energy is gone. Now it's important to realize that there's a difference between someone complaining needlessly and someone reporting a valid hazard. If a committee member brings up a danger or two, even if they're minor, at every meeting they're always bringing up problems and hazards in the field, good for them. You should want that. If, on the other hand, they tell you that no one cares about safety around here, nothing gets done to make things safer, that's great. There's usually a particular solution to a hazard report, but not so with a broad complaint. Dealing with constant complainers is tough. I know from my career, it was one of the tougher things, actually, that I had to put up with and still do sometimes. But as a safety and health professional, we are prime targets for grumblers. Even colleagues who don't complain much will still have a protest about a safety problem now and again, something they think is wrong. Maybe legit, good that they're bringing it up and it's worth considering, but who do they go to with it? Us, even if we are not the person they should go to, maybe they should go to the maintenance manager or to some other group besides us, but still, we have that title, safety. So anything that has to do with safety, they come to us. And complaints can bring us down. Well, actually, complaints bring anybody else down. It doesn't have to be a safety professional. If people complain to you, it saps your energy. Especially if it's during a safety meeting, or you're given a presentation, or you have a safety committee meeting, Having a chronic complainer on your safety committee, and I had one once, I'm going to say his name is Greg, can be very frustrating. It can also ruin the committee's desire to meet. Sadly, it only takes one person to turn a brief discussion about correcting a simple problem, such as a loose handrail, into a tiring, long lasting conflict. We had one time with this guy, Greg. We had a problem with a door where people were hurting their knuckles a little bit with the door. It was a safety-related door at a nuclear power plant. Oh my! And it, co- it would cost so much to change it, and it really wasn't a hazard worth that much money. Oh, you, it was incredible how much he sapped the energy from our meetings about this handle. So, complainers can really make a difference in your safety committee meeting in your life, actually, as a safety professional. Well, I have three 
ways you can cut down on a complainer's power and be able to handle the complaint better. Number one, ask for a solution. Actually, this is my favorite tactic. The other two are really good. This is my favorite one. Ask the person for a solution to their objection and then suggest they get involved in removing the problem. So first say, how can we solve this? You have this, all right, do this and that. Would you like to help me, help the committee, help whatever, or you do it to fix this problem? If they're sincere about improving the culture and the problem and their complaint, then they will want to do something about it. If they just want to complain, you won't get much of a response and the person will stop complaining as much to you, probably. You may be surprised though, I've had times where somebody has given a complaint which I didn't think was legit and I asked for a solution, they gave me one and I said, well, you wanna help me fix that? And they said, yes, and they got involved in fixing it, which was wonderful, actually, that's just what you want. Second way. Ask for specifics. Often complaints, especially during a meeting or just a forum for the person to blow off steam. Ask for details about why or how the protest is legitimate. If it is legitimate, you can now work on solving the specific. For example, if someone complains that nobody cares about safety around here. All right, fine. Why do you believe that? And they say, well, last week, there were no hazard cones around the parking lot area when it was being repaired. Legit. Now you have something to work with, and the concern is worth following up on. And the third thing, which has helped me at different times, sometimes it hasn't, because I couldn't really think up anything good, but it has helped me, is to have a comeback ready. There's certain complaints you know you're going to get, and certain things people are going to say you know they're going to say, or groups say, like nobody cares about safety around here. Well, if you have a comeback ready, it'll help you reduce the complaint's power, and it may even make the interaction interesting, fun, not as so, you know, downtrodden. Here's my favorite example. There was this electrician, Jim, came up to me all the time when I saw him on the uh, construction site. I was working for Stone and Webster at the time as a safety supervisor. And he would always say, Hey, Hawk. I'd say what? He said, Safety's just a state of mind governed by the dollar sign. And then he'd go on to complain about how the company didn't care about the employees and the safety program was lame, whatever, whatever. So the first couple times he did it, I didn't really have a comeback at all. And I would just have to, you know, try to respond to his complaint. But after a bit, I came up with a response to his poem. So he'd come up and say to me, Hey, Hawk, safety's just a state of mind governed by the dollar sign. I said, yeah, Jim, but if you follow all our safety rules, I guarantee you'll go home fine. And the first time I did it, he laughed. But then even then and after that, his grousing sales, his, you know, complaining sales were, like, diminished. He didn't, couldn't complain as much. So have a comeback, if you can, when people complain. 
It's important to keep in mind that some people can complain no matter what. You give them a million dollars in cash, they complain because you gave it to them in twenties instead of hundreds. Consider this. A customer who reportedly wrote to General Mills, I read about this years ago, to say that Cheerios aren't aerodynamic and they veered to the right or left when he threw them. Well, he demanded that General Mills correct the problem or give him a refund. Huh. If you become frustrated by someone who constantly complains, and you've made sincere but ultimately unsuccessful attempts to get the complainer to give in, to point out a specific safety concern, don't let it bug you. You know you've tried, and you can turn your attention now to workers and committee members, which is most of them, who are trying to create positive change.